Thanks for listening to the podcast from Mount Hope's Belmont campus. My name is Brian. I'm the pastor at the campus here in Belmont. The recording you're about to hear is from our service on May 28th, 2017. We had as our guests in that service a group from Teen Challenge New England. If you're not familiar with Teen Challenge, it is a long-term drug and alcohol rehabilitation program that has Jesus at its center. And so these men came and some of them shared their stories in our service. You'll notice that the recording here is a little choppy. Not everything that Teen Challenge did on Sunday uh, coordinates well with a podcast, but what we did is we left in some of the stories of the men who are in the program. I hope those stories are a reminder, a reminder to you that God still is at work in our world and he still changes lives and hearts. Maybe you struggle with addiction yourself or maybe someone close to you struggles with addiction. I hope that these stories are an encouragement to you and I hope you'll listen to them closely because I believe that God has something he would like to say to you. On Tuesday morning, we got to hear from some of the national directors in the Assemblies of God, and one of those directors uh, is the director of a ministry called Teen Challenge. And Teen Challenge is going to introduce themselves uh, a little bit to you, so I won't take that away from them. But I'll just tell you, one of my favorite times every single year is to have the guys from Teen Challenge come and visit us. Uh, Because sometimes um, we go through our daily life, and we just forget that the power of God is real. And that the only way our lives truly change is through the power of Christ at work within us. And every time Teen Challenge comes, I'm reminded of what God is doing and what God can do. And so we're glad you're here this morning, guys. I'm going to invite Andrew uh, to come. Would you welcome Andrew as he comes this morning? Teen Challenge is going to share with us today. Good morning. So... Teen Challenge, for any of you that don't know, uh, we're a a long-term residential uh, discipleship program in the guise of uh, a drug and alcohol program. Take uh, fundamentally undisciplined men, hard-headed men like me, and um, the Lord redeems us, saves us. Everybody, my name is Joe. Very nervous, sorry, it's really hot in here. Uh, I'm a restoration student at Teen Challenge in Brockton. Um, I've struggled with addiction, uh, just a very dark lifestyle for over 10 years. And I first encountered Teen Challenge back in 2012. And as I mentioned, I'm a restoration student now. So probably one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for is... Teen Challenge keeping their doors open for me. This is, this is the ministry where I found Christ. Um, this is the ministry that, um, you know, through the biblical principles taught and through my Savior Jesus Christ, I got my life back. Restoration with my family members and my loved ones. And most importantly, hope for the future. That's something that I, I definitely didn't have when I was... Um, using when I was in the midst of my addiction. Um, And so I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to come and spread the message of hope with my brothers. And and that's probably what I'm most grateful for is the fellowship that we have at Teen Challenge because it's the one and only place that I'm surrounded by people who are on the same side of the fight as I am. So... um, 
Thank you very much for allowing me to share the, the scripture that I stand, stand on is Proverbs chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. Listen, my son, accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. When you walk, you will not, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is David Cavanaugh. I am 30 years old, and um, I have suffered with alcoholism for the better part of the last 10 years. Um, if my face, the color on my face mirrors the color of my tie, it's because I'm incredibly nervous. <laughs> I, uh, I don't like doing this, and I try to get out of it as much as possible, but ultimately, um, I know it's important. Um, you can argue religion, you can argue philosophy, but you can't argue with a transformed life. And that's what I've received at Teen Challenge. Um, I'd like to tell you that I don't want to go into my past years of drinking because I don't want to glorify Satan, but the truth is it'd, it'd be impossible to even form a coherent story out of it. Um, it's as though I was, I was blindfolded, um, just in complete darkness, you know, complete darkness. Um, both of my parents were alcoholics, and um, I never really received any direction from them. Um, ended up in foster care. I will say, though, I know uh, when I became saved, I stopped believing in coincidences. And I know it's no coincidence that the oldest memory I have is um, being in the back of my mother's minivan and taking my younger sister to gymnastics and looking up at the night sky and wondering why. Um, there was anything instead of nothing, you know? I know it sounds a little like a heavy existentialist for a kid to think, but that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I, I thought, why? Why is there anything? And, and now, um, as, as the fog begins to lift, I, I, I understand that that existential frustration, if you will, was probably a, a great deal of my uh, cause for my, my addiction to alcohol. Um, at the worst point of my alcoholism, I only had periods of drunkenness and unconsciousness. Um, I would drink, I would drink, I would drink. I would find temporary relief in sleep. And then when the alcohol content in my blood diminished, I would be forced awake again and uh, forced into another drink to maintain composure. That cycle continued and the consequences with that lifestyle were devastating. Um, I've lost everything several times. I've wanted help. I've, I've tried AA. I've tried inpatient, outpatient. I've tried dual diagnosis. Um, counseling. I've been on every psych med under the sun. Um, I've looked into ways of life, philosophies, um, spiritual gurus. Thank God for Teen Challenge because I was this close to trying uh, um, electric shock therapy, which is still legal. Um, the series of events occurred that led me to Christ. I, I was an atheist most of my life. And a series of events, I don't have time to go into it, but they can only be described as supernatural. And um, I'm beginning to understand why Christ has rescued me from this. Um, I think one of the most important things for an addict is, is to find meaning and purpose in life. Um, and Christ provides that. When I thought the world was meaningless, I figured, well, I might as well just 
try to like live like a hedonistic lifestyle, increase my pleasure, run away from pain, have fun. What else is there? If you know. So I've developed purpose and meaning, but more importantly, in God's word, I found moral absolutes. Um, there's now a, a firm line drawn, and I know the difference between good and evil, right and wrong. There's so much relativism in our society, and it's like I felt as though all these different paths to, to, to ending my addiction, if, if they're all equally valid, then what good are any of them? And that's where that earliest memory goes back to. If everything's true, then what good is anything? It's... I needed that one absolute, and God's grace, I'm so grateful that it transcends, his work transcends cultures, time, it's the same yesterday, today, it always will be, it's, I tried to think of an illustration for this a couple weeks ago, and the best thing I could come up with is like, does, have you ever been at the train station, and you're in a train, and parked next to you, there's another train, right, and then you sense movement in that train next to you, and the train you, you, you say, okay, we're leaving the station, great. But then that train next to you disappears, and you see the station is still there. Some kind of illusion had occurred. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. And it wasn't your train moving, but the train next to you. And the only way you knew this was by looking at the station. It was in concrete. It's stationary. It's immovable. That's how you got your sense in time and space. That's what God's word has done for me. It's given me, I know where I am in time and space. I, I understand, I, I feel his beauty in everything. I see it in everything, the, the world and his creation. Um, you know, it's, uh, I've come, I've came to Christ a little late. You know, like I said, I'm 30 years old. Um, but uh, <laughs> the future is limitless now. Um, Teen Challenge affiliates with schools. Um, I'm, I'm realizing talents I never knew I had. Um, there's just so much joy every day now, and the, the future's wide open. Um, you know, Pastor Brian, this, what a blessing to be here. It was actually my birthday yesterday, and um, so I just know God brought me to this church for a reason. It's a beautiful spirit here. It's a beautiful atmosphere. I love what you said about the kite. That I can relate to that so much, the te being needed to be tethered. Um, and I love the, the passage you quoted um, the truth shall set you free. Uh, I always thought, like, the most tragic moment in Scripture since I've been reading is when Pilate asked Jesus, what, what is truth? And then you find that in the next verse, he just walks away. He doesn't even wait for the answer. You know, what if he had just waited? He would have realized he was looking truth right in the face. I'm grateful for every one of you. I um, appreciate your encouragement. Um, I just... Uh, um, so it's, and none of this was my doing. That's the best part. It's, it's all God's grace. It's the only cure for addiction. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Good morning again. Uh, my name's Andrew. I'm from a small little town uh, in New York called Brooklyn. Uh, that always gets a laugh. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about why um, we come out and do this every week. Um, you know, first and foremost is, is to preach the gospel. You know, and it's only because of the redemptive power of Jesus that 
that we're able to stand up, that I'm able to stand up here today. You know, I was dead spiritually. I was pretty much dead physically, if not for God. You know, and you know, people are saying, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, we don't see those miracles nowadays. You know, we don't see those, the fire raining down from heaven, the, the seas being parting, but, you know, behind me and, and back in Brockton and, and throughout every teen challenge in this, in this world are tangible miracles of God. You know, living proof that God is real and God is working in all of our lives. Um, secondly is hope. You know, uh, in a world where you can open up a newspaper or turn on the news and you see overdose, you know, over 2,000 in Massachusetts last year, um, death, destruction, murder, suicide, a 16-year war on terror, you know, when does it end? Well, we say it ends here. You know, we are the personification of hope. You know, when I was hopeless, when I had nothing left in me, in my heart, you know, I was in my bed, and I, I, a bottle of pills and a handgun, and I didn't want to live. I didn't want to commit suicide, but I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to live like that anymore. And that's when God reached into my heart and saved me. You know, that was the beginning. That, that's, he planted that seed in my heart. You know, I grew up Catholic Italian, you know, no relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, all ceremony and ritual, and, and he planted that seed in my heart and, and forged a relationship that I'm so grateful for, that I could stand up here today and, and praise about. Um, lastly is, uh, is help. So I'm a mama's boy. I love my mother. <laughs> uh, and I was, you know, I talked to her often, and I, she asked me that, you know, Andrew, do you feel uncomfortable going to churches and asking for help? And formally, yes. The, the answer was yes. You know, I, I didn't, I, I feel uncomfortable doing this. This is not what I would choose for myself to do. Um, you know, I'm an Italian man. I don't need help. <laughs> um, but, you know, as I, as I progressed, you know, I've been uh, a Teen Challenge in Brockton for, for almost three years, and I've seen what what God does through this place. I see miracles. I, I get to see miracles every day. You know, and, and I said to her, you know, Ma, if not me, if I don't do it, then who will? You know, shame on me if I don't share what the Lord has done in my life and what the Lord is doing in all of our lives. You know, because that might be the difference of life and death for somebody. So, I'm not ashamed to do that. I'm not ashamed to come up here, and I'm grateful that I'm able to do it every Sunday. I'm grateful that I'm able to, to be here today to share with you what God has done in my life and, and in our lives. Um, so to that effect, we, we came up with a sponsorship. It's a dollar a day for the, about the price of a cup of coffee at Cumberland Farms. You can sponsor somebody. You know, you can sow into one of these men's lives. You know, we came here last year, you know, Dave, Dave hit the nail on the head with that one. You know, there's something different about this place, Pastor. You know, it really is. I, uh, you know, we've spoken several times leading up to this, and, and really, I love coming here. Uh, I'm grateful to get to know you as a friend. Um, Pastor Rick, thank you for that 
impromptu uh, presentation was wonderful. Grateful to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, you know, there's just something different about this place. And last year when we came here, one of these men might be standing here today because one of you sponsored somebody. Right in this room. They're not, you know, dead and in the ground. And they have a second chance at life because of that. So thank you very much. You know, you can give yourselves a hand for that. There's a Dunkin' Donuts right across the street, right? If you drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee, you could sponsor two people, two guys. And there's got to be a Starbucks here. It's a beautiful area, right? Starbucks up the street, too. If you drink Starbucks, you could sponsor the whole place. You know, it's funny and we joke about it, but it's really true. You know, I'm grateful today that I'm able to do that for somebody because someone did it for me. You know, and I want to pay that forward. I want to be able to, to, to be the vessel that God uses to help somebody. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just grateful. You know, I'm grateful I'm free today. And, uh, yeah, so if the, if the Lord puts that on your heart, you know, we have a table in the back. We'd love to talk to you a little bit more about it, help you, help you do that. Um, we'd love to pray with you to tell you a little bit more about ourselves know where we come from and, and, and our stories. We're going to sing one more song, Amazing Grace. If you'd sing it, uh, stand and sing with us, we'd love it. Thank you. Would you thank Teen Challenge one more time for being with us this morning? You can have a seat, just one more second. Um, go ahead and grab your seat. We'll close our time together this morning. I mentioned that, that earlier this week, we got to hear from the president of Teen Challenge uh, in the United States. There's over 5,000, 5,300 uh, individuals that are a part of Teen Challenge. There's men's centers and women's centers. There's all sorts of things that Teen Challenge is a part of. Uh, the guys here can tell you more about that if you're interested. Um, one of the things that struck me as I learned more about Teen Challenge last week is that they pointed to multiple government and university studies that show that Teen Challenge is the most effective treatment center for drug and alcohol rehabilitation. And the question is, why is that? They're certainly not the only. It's not the only treatment center for addiction, but nationally the most effective treatment center. And there's multiple studies we could look at to prove that what I'm saying is true. Not church studies, government studies, uh, secular university studies. So why is it? I read those verses earlier. That if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. See, here's the difference. Most of us are trying to get through our lives just figuring out ways to cope with reality. And if you just want to cope with your reality, there are plenty of people that you can go to to find coping mechanisms to try to get through your day. And so you could go to a different program to figure that out. You could watch Oprah. You could read any number of books uh, many of you know I love the airport books. I always call them those leadership books, those sorts of books. Those are all coping things. You can read all those books. I love to read them too. But figuring out coping mechanisms is totally different than knowing Jesus Christ. Coping with life is not freedom. It doesn't change your reality. And here's the biggest difference between just coping with your reality and knowing Jesus Christ. If you're coping with your reality... The onus is still on you. It's still about your action. 
and your ability and your drive. And that's not the gospel at all. That's not what it is to follow Jesus Christ at all because when we follow Jesus Christ, it's about his ability and his willingness and his drive and his perfection. We take our lives and we put them in his hands. So why is Team Challenge so effective? Because it does what most places don't. It doesn't just tell people to cope with their reality. It offers a changed reality through Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, it's not about my strength to live my life. It's about Christ at work within me and his strength to lead me. And I don't know where in your life you're just coping with reality this morning, but I would ask you, are you willing to trust Christ in that? Are you willing to trust him and follow him and stop relying on your own ability, but rely on his strength in those places? As we close our time this morning, I want to give you an opportunity in that space to put your life in his hands and trust in him. God, we thank you for this time together this morning. Lord, all of us have our places in our lives and in our hearts where we're trying to do it under our own strength, trying to do, trying to, to get through this life by our own will and our own ambition. But Lord, I pray that we would be like the Apostle Paul who said he learned the secret to being content in all things. And that is that he could do anything through Christ who gives him strength. So Lord, we thank you for the reality that when Jesus Christ comes into our lives, we are new creations. Thank you for the reality that we can put our hope and our trust in you and you will do the work on our behalf. And so Lord, for all of us in the room this morning, help us to trust you the way that you call us to. Help us to follow you the way that you call us to. Help us to love you the way you call us to. And God, would you do an amazing work in our hearts as we do? Would you change us from the inside out? Make us into the people that you've created us to be. Mold us into your image and give us the power by your spirit to live the lives you've called us to. We trust you, Lord, not ourselves. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for listening to this sermon from the Belmont campus of Mount Hope. If you live in the Belmont area, we'd love to have you join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. Or if you'd like to know more about Mount Hope Christian Center with campuses in Burlington and Belmont, Massachusetts, you can visit our website at www.mounthope.org.